0: You're listening to The Word of Hope, a radio ministry of Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Our preacher is Pastor Brian Wolfmuller with today's Word of Hope.
1: In the name of Jesus, Amen. Dear Gwendolyn and Elena and Sophia and Kaylee, God be praised for His gift of baptism for you today. For in baptism, Jesus takes all of the gifts of His cross and He brings them all to you. His suffering and His death, His rising and ascending, His righteousness and His life, He puts it on you with His name, the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And so you, Gwendolyn and Elena and Sophia and Kaylee, you belong to Jesus. And to his kingdom and to his family and to those who have been washed with the water and the word and been made pure and holy without spot or wrinkle to stand before the Lord. Now, this purity and this holiness are not of our own doing. They are the Lord's work. It's his kindness and his mercy for sinners. That's his mercy. Which is our life. And it is our only hope in the midst of death. Mercy is our cry to the Lord. Mercy is our plea. At least it should be as we go to stand before Him. But often this cry for mercy gets confused with something else. And so this, dear baptized, is the question that comes before us from the text today. This question for you. How do you plead before the Lord? This is the first question you hear when you come into a courtroom. The accused is brought before the judge. The charges are read. And then the accused is asked this question. How do you plead? And there are two options. Guilty or not guilty. If you plead not guilty, then you go to trial. The prosecuting attorney brings before the judge all of the evidence of your guilt and your defense attorney brings the evidence of your innocence. You will even have a chance to stand and, and, and take the thing, <laughs> what is it where you sit, the bench, the seat, what is the the, the stand, <laughs> odd that you sit in a stand, no wonder I couldn't remember Look, it says it right here in the sermon. You take the stand. That's what you do. You take the stand and you plead your own innocence to the judge. And after hearing all the evidence for you and against you, the judge, sometimes with a jury, will deliberate and determine if you are guilty or if you are not guilty. That's the way it goes if you plead not guilty. On the other hand, if you plead guilty then the accusation against you stands and the trial goes straight to sentencing. The judge with the lawyers and sometimes the jury get together to sort out what your punishment will be. Now, this is the picture that the Scripture gives of our judgment before God. All of us will stand there before, God, before our God and King, before our Creator. We will stand there accused, having broken God's law. We, we will stand there before His face. And the question for you is this. How will you plead? And how you plead in that court determines what happens next. Most people will plead innocent. I'm a good person. I've tried to help the people around me. You know the shtick. But it's not just for the people that are outside the church. This is a warning for us. Perhaps especially for us in the church. I give money to the church. I pray. I open my Bible sometimes. I do all sorts of other holy things. If only the day were longer, I'd have more time myself to do more good works. This is how we plead, I'm sure. You see... This is the natural inclination that we have. This is the natural inclination of our own sinful flesh. And it is the inclination to justify ourselves, to plead innocent, to defend ourselves, to take the stand on our own behalf. Now, if you want to know this about yourself, think only of how quickly you get defensive. If someone comes and Complains about you or gets on your case about something, or or you get in trouble, you did something wrong. How quickly do we make excuses? How quickly do we defend ourselves? How quickly and how fervently do we justify our actions? And justify is the key word here. We justify ourselves. That is, we plead innocent, not guilty. We we take to the courtroom and we say that we are not guilty of the charges and now that courtroom is going to take a certain shape. The proceedings are going to unfold. God is going to stand there as our judge. The law is our accuser. All of our sins and especially the people that you've sinned against and hurt are brought in as witnesses and the devil, he's on your side. If you plead innocent, you have the devil as your defender sitting there helping you to excuse yourself and defend yourself. That person didn't deserve your love. They started it. Nobody's perfect. God can't expect that kind of perfection. You did what you had to do. At least no one was hurt. And on and on and on the defense and the excuses go. Your good works are offered up to balance out the things that you didn't do or the things that you did wrong. And all of the wrong things that you've done are minimal. Now, how long can this charade last? Most people, I suppose, have carried it out for their entire lives until at least the last day, the day when Jesus calls us home, the day when Jesus comes to judge the, the quick and the dead, and this Pleading of not guilty is overcome by the radiance of His glory and shown to be false, shown to be idolatry, and your case is lost. Your defense has failed. The judgment is passed, guilty, and the sentence is spoken, condemned, damned even, to hell. And this is the end of the courtroom. With every claim of not guilty, and all of our self-defense, But, dear saints, there is another option. How do you plead? Guilty. Guilty as charged. I am a sinner. And when we plead guilty, look at what happens in the courtroom. I mean, the first thing is that your guilt is confirmed by the law and by God and by the angels and by everything else. And you skip straight to the sentencing And now, instead of being on your side, the devil stands against you. He brings all the evidence of your sin before God and he is in a frightful frenzy because he wants you to be condemned. But look now on your side of the court, standing with you, standing at your side, coming to your defense is Jesus. And He appeals your sentence based not on your own works but on His keeping of God's law. On the basis of His death. His blood, His suffering, His resurrection. His blood is the evidence in the court. And the result, dear saints, listen. The result is that you are pardoned. Your sentence is commuted. You are declared righteous, innocent, not guilty, holy, free, washed, cleansed. You are restored, adopted, a child of God. You are justified. Not by yourself, not by your own arguments, not by your defense, but by Jesus. So the result of this, this pleading guilty in God's court, the result and the end is eternal life before the face of Jesus and all of the joys of the resurrection. And the result of this pleading guilty is today peace and joy in your own conscience. Finally, you can agree with the law that you're guilty. And finally, you can agree with Jesus that you are forgiven and holy, loved with an overflowing, bleeding, dying, rising, bloody love that gives you hope and peace. So the question stands before you. And it stands before you today and it stands before you until the last day. How do you plead? (laughs) Now, it so happens that I know the answer. (laughs) Because I've heard you come into this room week after week and make your plea. And it sounded something like this. I, a poor miserable sinner, confess unto thee all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended thee and justly deserve thy temporal and eternal punishment. This is a plea of guilt. So listen to the Lord's verdict. I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus spoke this parable to some who trusted themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up to the temple to pray. One a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. But the tax collector, standing far away, wouldn't even raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast saying, God, Be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified and not the other. Amen. And may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.